Hello, all you monsters out there, and welcome to Post Show Recap's coverage of The Witcher Season 2. My name is Mike Bloom, and we have done it. We've come to the end of the road, the end of the trail, if you will. A little beaten, a little bloodied, a little possessed, but feeling fine as we talk about the finale of The Witcher Season 2. Angela Bloom, the last episode of The Witcher that is currently available in society. <laughs> True. Just a little possessed. Just a little possessed. Just a little bit possessed. Is there anyone you would want to be possessed by most? What? <laughs> if you could pick any spirit who you'd want to be possessed by. That's such a wide range. I know. I picked basically every person in existence. In, in, it doesn't make any sense. It's a really dumb question. Um, mine would be Charles Nelson Riley. Why? Because <laughs> he's funny. Okay. Um, I don't know. Sigourney Weaver. She seems fun. <laughs> I, I think it'd actually be paying it forward, right? Considering she got possessed in Ghostbusters. She did. She did. Um, so she's like, shoes on the other foot. No, I don't think I'd like to be possessed by anybody, but thanks for the offer. You're welcome. Uh, I'll come back around in case you want to take me up on it. Much like Volith Mir, right? I'm just in your head being like, you could be possessed by Death Sigourney bitch. Weaver. Death bitch gets, goes home is the, the yeah, informal title of that this is episode. What happened. Death bitch goes home. What's her main, what's her motive? Wants to go home. Yeah. So we're going to talk about it. You know, no spoiler section because the season is now done. This is the final episode. That being said, we are going to fully talk through the episode. So if for whatever reason you've wandered in here and you're like, oh, they're talking about the finale and you haven't checked out our previous seven weeks of coverage, go ahead and do so because just to to send off all of the spoiler phobes here that wander their way into here, three, two, three. One, Dooney! <laughs> say, when is he going to scream Dooney this time? We were re-watching the episode separately, and you were sitting next to me in bed, and once you finished the episode, I did think in my head for a second, I wonder if she got to the part with Dooney as a mirror, and then you mimicked well, my... the end. Yeah, but you mimicked my yes, reaction by said, just rolling Dooney! over and going, Dooney! <laughs> um, yeah, the Dunes, man. The Dunes. Hedgehog the, himself. The spice is flowing here as Amir. <laughs> That's a very like specific reference to Dune, the movie slash novel. It's slash close other enough. Movie. I mean, I've been experiencing a lot of Dune the past few months. So yeah, we're talking about the final episode of Family. Everything comes to a head, right? The found family, yes. the trio that is the center part of the, the Witcher. The previous family, the found family, the all, proud the family. New family. It's all just, yeah. And the proud family is coming back too. So I did see that. Everything old is new. Very again. exciting. Sugar Mama would be a great Witcher. <laughs> probably, yes. <laughs> probably. <laughs> but yeah, this is where, you know, our three central characters, it's been built up as this sort of like found family that's in the books. Now we finally get it. Yeah. Here. They're well, finally and I together. Think it's kind of building upon what has happened throughout the season as well as Siri finding her found family at. Siri finding her found family at Kermorin. Tongue twister. Um, which is what makes the opening scene like guts ya. Speaking of gutted. Yeah, I was going to say, <laughs> literally pulling people's guts out. Well, so. not really. She just kind of slices their throat while telling them to shush. So <laughs> let's get into, appropriately enough, episode eight, family. And we start in. So is this a dream? Is this like no, a no, this mind is palace? Her, no, this is. This is. Um, the opening sequence is Siri, no? Right. No, it's, well, it's Siri in the little, she wakes up and Mouse Sack is there. Oh, yes, yes, yes. But I, isn't before that happens is when. No, it's the very first thing that happens is she oh, wakes up. I forget. But I guess the, the big question is, obviously, Volithmir possessed Siri. Is this like, 
Siri's mind sort of just being placed in yeah, like yeah, a, yeah. a dreamlike it's, state. What reminds me of it actually is like this the random sequence in Labyrinth where she's inside the bubble and it's like a ball. <laughs> like it's very much so that vibe where it's like, no, don't go. Like this is your home now. Like so very who weird. Is, who's Toby in this situation? Yaskier? Geralt? <laughs> yeah, Yaskier for sure. But no. and then <laughs> Her the weird death, uncle Yaskier. <laughs> and Death Bitch is the, I guess he's the Goblin King. Yeah, right? he's a Goblin King. But yeah, basically like trying to keep her satisfied and happy so that she doesn't fight back against whatever possession is going on mm-hmm. so she's in kind of her her happy place right uh though it is noted that she does walk by the very knife that she's going to use yes to, you know yeah kill a bunch sure. of people but this is where we also we're going to get a lot of cameos in mm-hmm. this episode and we talked about this in our kickoff show right we asked what's the chance that any of these characters who died in season one show up? And you basically said only in flashbacks. And we sort of get one here. Well, we get Calanthe. We get Calanthe. Now we don't just see the and back we get of Mouse her head. Sack. We get Mousesack. Uh, we get Pavetta. We, we, we get we, Dooney. But we get I'm, Dooney. But it's interesting. Yeah, that that I'm glad that they brought them back. Because like, man, I miss yeah. seeing Mousesack. You know, well, we, and it's interesting, too, because they must have just not been able to get the actor that played Iced because he's there. I was but wondering like... <laughs> why, Iced, why Iced was put on ice, as it were. Maybe they could say he was off fighting some battle or something. Yeah, he's in the scenes, but it's just like the back of some guy's head. It's clearly not him. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Maybe we'll, we'll hope for Iced for season three. Yeah. <laughs> but basically, Geralt and Yennefer are like hastily galloping to Kermor. Well, most of Geralt and Yennefer is like, oh, yes. I'm coming too. I, I'm sorry again yeah. about trying to sacrifice her. Yeah, well, and I think also, you know, we get a scene of, I think you're wrong. I think the first scene is not Siri waking up in the ballroom. I think it's her waking up in or her in Kermor and walking past the knife. No, well, so it starts with Mousesack and then cuts to the knife. So like it's it's very near each other. Yeah, and they're wearing the same outfit. They are wearing, and yeah. that's and that's what makes things confusing as well. Is I like, know they why really... would Siri be? It's weird that she that Death Bitch decided to put on the white dress that Siri had on in episode one. But yeah, it's, it's okay. I mean, I guess you have to go with uh, you have to scan the, the vibe brain, right and be like, oh, what is she like? Right, white dresses, of course. I only watched the first episode of the season. Yeah, exactly. I didn't watch the entire thing, but yeah. So basically, they skipped the entirety of Yennefer and Geralt, like, uh, doing anything apart from right when they get to care more and right essentially when they get there they're like okay let's talk now finally <laughs> yeah it's like well she's she's riding after him on horseback going Geralt Geralt so was she doing that the entire time they were from Sintra to care more and just yeah, yelling it, after him I would imagine yeah well not even Sintra remember they warped into the middle of they warped to her hut oh well yeah but that's in a no that's like nowhere that's like in a so how did they get space. back they warped back but they were in Sintra first so yeah. they worked back to Sintra and then they went to Kaer Morin. No, I just find it because the last time we saw them was they were at the e- hut. Yeah, but the hut is in like a like, yeah, a, in like a, weird a plane ne- of existence. <laughs> weird like, nebulous plane. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so they're <laughs> Gerald. Yeah. And so when they finally got he's like, what? Uh, yeah, and she basically exactly. says, oh, you know, Volathmir is not just feeding off of sadness. Like she's very mm-hmm. specific. Uh, she targets you. She did it to me. She says, "Yeah, this is like a pure case of." Um, I think I saw an article on Vulture.com where the title of the article was "The Devil Made Me Do It," and it's like it made me laugh because it's like, yeah, that's what she's saying. Yeah, <laughs> like it's very much so. Uh, did you write your name in the in the in Goblet the of fire? No, um, in the Devil's Book. Oh, I thought you were making a Harry Potter. <laughs> 
I usually do. When Dumbledore so it's gets not... really angry. No, but this is like, uh, the devil made me do it. Like, I I didn't mean it. Yeah, I saw Goody Yennefer. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> in, the, like, in the woods. So they made me do it. I have no self-control. And so she tells Geralt, we have to protect her. And Geralt goes, I have to protect her. Like, get the F out of here, Yennefer. It's his, it's his mind face. Well, what sucks is also, I think that we just, I didn't think we talked about this last time, but... We don't see, we see maybe like uh, in the last episode, the Yennefer coming on board with wanting to protect Siri. And yeah, it's like, how did that some, happen so quickly? Yeah, showing some regret for what she did. Well, not even that, but like Siri's like a beacon of like, like she, what is she? <laughs> she says that she's like the strongest source. Like, like she brings the spark back to her of, well, like, she, yeah, of she, chaos magic. Yeah. And so it's like she has this like motherly instinct, but it's like there's something about Siri that just like attracts people to her. <laughs> But like just attracts people to her, you know, like they it's almost like she has some sort of spell on her that like makes her like pheromones and like everybody just like wants to be part of like her world, you know, Mm. it's like must protect the child. Yeah. Well, the child is not doing a lot of protecting on her own as we see possessed Siri milling through the halls. Now, when the first This is rough to watch. Yeah. I mean, the first time we watched this, I had faultfully remembered that she killed more witchers. It seems like she only kills a couple. She only kills two. She kills... Um, none of the none of the the name. No, ones. there's one that's like a named one, but I don't remember it. But anyway, so she she the first one she goes to, she like slices his throat and tells him to like sh- while she's doing it, which is like terrifying. Yeah. And he's watching the whole thing, and he has no idea she's possessed. So and, and let's remember that this is usually again witchers have a healing factor, but this is the knife that Bolithmir initially yes. used to go after witchers when she first and made it's her from touchdown, a, and it's from a different dimension, so it yeah. can kill them. But yeah, so she she basically um like for this guy. All he knows is that this is Siri, an orphan girl he welcomed into his home who's slicing his throat. Like, effing sucks. I gotta say, Freya Allen... She killed it. Kills it this episode. Yeah, I Between, mean, she's much more of a mature actress in this season in general, and it yeah. just is like shown during this. And I th- well, scene. I think they gave her a lot better things because season one was very much about her being confused, hiding. And on the run. Yeah. yeah, here and in this episode alone, right? We get possessed Siri, we get like idyllic Siri, and then we get regular Siri when yeah. she comes out of it. Like yeah. Frey Allen shows. Speaking of dimensions in this episode, yeah, a lot of dimensions sure. from her. Her eyebrows are different, but her acting is stellar. Yeah, changed with her eyebrow hair color. And so Siri is going to go after Vesemir next. Not sure about like the chain of command she's working on. Well, I think up. she's just kind of walking down the hall, just killing witchers. Like, I don't even think she cares. She's just like, I'm going to kill them all. And so Geralt comes in and Death Bitch really tries to play. It's like, oh, oh Geralt, yeah, she's so good. What here. happened? She's outside. And Geralt, like, immediately calls her on her shit. Well, yeah, she's like, she's like, oh, she's, there's a hooded woman here. Like, I came in here to, like, hide. And, like, I think that he just immediately can tell something's up. And then he walks up to her and sees blood on her face. And he's just like, nah, nah, so nah, she, nah. It looks like she slashes him on the face with the dagger. She does. And yeah, then she runs cuts away. him. Um, maybe they'll leave a scar. Cute scar. Oh, I'm I'm trying to remember. Girl has Oh yeah, he does. Right when he takes off his shirt, he has he like has a shit, so has many a shit scars. Ton of scars. Yeah, on him. not on his beautiful face though. Unfortunately for him, uh, the opening <sighs> credits were awesome. I didn't know if anything could top last season. Oh, right yeah. when it was like a big convergence of all these um, into sigils. the middle. Yeah, but this is the convergence of the spears. Yeah, literally the convergence of the spears into the tree that's inside Kermoran. Yeah, which is so cool because we'll see in this episode that the tree is a monolith. But I also like that the tree was kind of like. I don't know, a little, a little giffy, yeah. right? Like moving a bit. I like that too. It was cute. Yeah. So Vesemir is PO'd at this yeah. moment. Yeah. We're going to basically talk about two points of view here. The first one being Geralt's, which is she's possessed, but mm-hmm. we need to save her. Like she's 
that's there's no option where we don't she doesn't come out of this alive yep. and Vesemir's like yeah I'm with you but also at a certain point if more witchers are gonna die and she's the end of the world we need to kill Siri. yeah and he, it's like really hard for him to tell Geralt that but like he you know he's in the camp of um you know not all for one one for all it's like no the we need to save our entire family here. Well, I really love what Vesemir tells Geralt here, which is calling back to episode two, where mm-hmm. he says, like, remember what you told me about Eskel? I had a tough time putting yes. him down, and you said it was for the greater good. He says, daughter or demon, she has done too much damage. Yeah, and she well, and that's the thing is, like, it's not that they she did a little damage and it's done. She is going to cause more damage, so they need to shut it down now mm. and you'll and it, she will like G- yeah. Geralt's refusal to like let this go and like I mean I agree with him please don't kill your daughter but <laughs> good good soapbox to get on <laughs> I would say I mean as a mother myself like no f that I'm mm. saving I'm saving Ashy, of course um, even if he was possessed by Sigourney Weaver yes I will exercise that demon out of him I need an old priest and a young priest. Yeah, and a baby priest. And a baby priest. But yeah, so basically that's the two camps we're in is the the witchers that are like gonna stick with Vesemir no matter what. And then, you know, him basically trying his best to support Geralt. And then it gets to the end and he's like, we need to, we can't, we just can't. And luckily at that point, for some reason, they understand what's happening with Volithmir, even though, like, they should have tried this in the beginning. Yeah. The, <laughs> that's the thing, is that Vesemir in this moment basically says, we'll try things your way, right? Because Geralt does appeal to him. He's like, I need you. We can't give up on her. Witchers don't and, kill out of fear. And to be fair, they all do love Siri. You know, like, they yeah. all have grown to, again, like I said, for some reason, Siri's everybody's, like, BFF. But she's very endearing. They see the value in her. And, you know, they've come to love her. They've made her a little witcher. He was going to make her the first new witcher. Yeah. So it's- he's not going to give up on her either. But then it gets to the point where he can't really say, you know, we have, we can't keep going. Everyone's dying. <laughs> All right. So let's cut to Sintra here as we deal with Do some, we have to? some of the fallout. <laughs> uh, we have, we're not getting to the big scene. Oh yet. yeah. But we're starting there. Yeah. But basically Dara has now yes. come clean, right? Mm-hmm. That he was the Manchurian candidate for Redania. Uh, you know, tells Phil Evangel about what he did. Yeah. I mean, essentially it seems like off screen, he has also been fired in a manner of speaking that Dijkstra basically told him we don't need your services anymore. Well, no, he told Dijkstra in the last episode. Right, but then and he also talks about how Dijkstra told yeah. him that he wasn't needed yeah. either. Yeah. So I think it was just like a <laughs> we parted ways. Yeah, but you can't fire me because I quit. Yeah, exactly. But I think that so he's coming to Filavandrel and Francesca to, to come clean because he feels like because he quit and because he wasn't a good enough spy to Redania that they retaliated and killed her baby. Yep. And that that's the reason he he feels like he's the reason that the baby died. Yeah. This is the leading theory for all the elves is that <laughs> mm-hmm. this is a target from, from Redania. Redania. Redania because they, they see, sided with Nilfgaard. Yeah. Or that they saw Nilfgaard is too powerful and like. Right. Regardless, possibly. like that they're the elves are with Nilfgaard. So they're going to attack the elves. But, you know, post traumatic Francesca is cold I actually and was, steely. Yes. But I was actually pleasantly surprised to see her understanding of Dara's situation. She is very easy to forgive him. She's like, no, it's not your fault. Like you didn't kill my baby. Like you didn't do it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like you can't make decisions about, you know, without knowing, you know, you didn't know the, what the end result was going to be. So you that know. being said, she is still a little calcified, right? Like, you know, uh, Phil Vanger is, yeah. is talking about how, oh, you know, they attacked us because of our alliance with Elfgar. She's like, nope, they attacked us because we're elves. And it's this idea. She's this- gone back. She's gone back. She's basically yeah. said, like, this is how she was in the first season. We, first scene we meet her. It's mm-hmm. elf strong, baby. And she. Oh, don't say baby around her. <laughs> oh, God. No, she. 
she's basically like elves are bust at this point. She's like, yeah. can't trust anyone, can't trust mages, can't trust humans, can't trust anyone. So, you know, I think that she has um, the death of her baby really was, uh, I don't want to say nail in the coffin because it was a death. I mean, but... it was the death of like hope for her. Yeah. Right? Well, they... and that's what that's what death bitch wanted because yep. this was the pain of, of not only her, but now their entire elven community. Yep. Build so... them up to the highest point of the roller coaster and then just drop them down. Yeah. Poor Francesca. I ba- feel for her. Back at Caramorin, Yennefer has roused Yaskier from his sleep. It really just does seem to make him be a, a courier. Yeah. Essentially. I will say. Well, I think she just is like, <laughs> this is like crisis management. Like Yennefer's like, I have no magic. What the F can I do to fix this? Because not only does she want to save Siri, but she kind of wants to fix her relationship with right. Geralt. This is an opportunity for her to redeem herself. Yeah. She wants forgiveness. And, and she also, you know, wants to do the right thing so that she can be the better person blah 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 but she has no magic so she basically tells Yaskir um you're gonna help me uh shut the fuck up <laughs> like and this is the, I will admit one of the weaker parts of the finale for me is Yaskir and the ya- and the Jasper totally Not I the, agree like they I, he could have been used so much better in this finale yeah like, giving him a moment to become like the brave hero you know yeah to me honestly, the, the jokes didn't necessarily land just because they were so comedic instead of <laughs> yeah and, slapsticky you know, a little slapsticky a little OTT and just doesn't really fit in with the mood that they were going for and just the plot point is odd as well right that the Jasper Literally, the only point it serves is for Geralt to look at it and be like, oh, yeah. All right, let's do she, something else. She likes pain, so let's not have pain. Yeah, yeah. it just didn't, it didn't make... When when Jennifer said, like, deliver that to Geralt, I thought, I thought it was going to be like a magic totem yeah, or something. Same. So it was weird. But um, she says she's going to make a potion, and the potion is going to draw... Um, the Volithmir out of Siri. That's right. like the plan. That's the plan right now is again, it's that exorcism, right? They're going to yeah. try to, tr- they're going to pull the spirit out and then like save Siri and then trap Volithmir. However that means. Yeah. Who's, who's to know what the plan was, but that, um, th- I do like the interaction between them in the, I in mean, the laboratory. And I would imagine that's one reason why it's in there is because I think like, they have Yen- good chemistry. Jennifer and Yasker. Yeah. Is a, is a fun pairing that we saw in episodes four and five. And so it's nice to go back to that. I wish it was stronger material. Yeah. Agreed. And um, hopefully it's setting up for season three, a little bit more Jennifer Yasker, um, like partnership, like buddy cop type of thing. <laughs> All right. Well, let's go inside series dream sequence here. So I was, a little confused as to because there are very familiar characters yeah is this supposed to be a recreation of that night that Sintra was sacked yeah because she because she dances with that guy martin she dances with martin so i think it's supposed to be like a combination platter of you know every sort of ball whatever but i do think that it is that because she uh mausak says like your dance card is your mother has your dance card yeah, full like it's the same sure. sort of vibe yeah and he talks about the knighting in the first scene of the episode and i'm i'm fairly sure there was a knighting uh there was in, yeah yeah when when calanthe knights somebody in the in the pilot episode yeah and there's the knuckle bones so like he's like if i find knuckle bones in that dress like you'll be held to pay like basically insinuating that the the scene where she was doing the knuckle bones and then caught and then had to come to the party happened so yeah so this is Siri's opportunity. And Siri, for her part, you know, despite her willingness to not go later on, does really realize that this is like obviously the best of times. <laughs> and yeah, this is like obviously not real, but it's an opportunity for her to sort of make good on loose ends. Well, and I think this is like a common idea of like anybody that's been a teenager. Like you look back on like the way you treated your parents as a teenager and yeah. you're like, 
aghast at yourself. You're like, what did puberty do to me? Yeah, she, she flat out tells Calanthe, like, psychoanalyzes her, right? Like, I get that you just want to protect me. Yeah, I'll tell you what Nenica told me a couple episodes <laughs> yeah, ago. Yeah, exactly. Um, she also is like, uh, when Martin comes up to ask her to dance, instead of immediately, like, like guffaw like being like oh no she says i'd be you know i'd be happy to dance with Aww, you martin remember martin remember how his dad had to poison him and his wife mm-hmm, during the and then slit his own throat uh-huh. yeah oh that was a wild way to start <laughs> off the show yeah uh-huh um but yeah so she dances with him and it looks like she's just having like the best time they're yeah. doing that kick kick dance they're that doing they something do. out of like that the the kira knightley pride and prejudice right of like the the lights are awash excuse me this is not the same era the same time is martin mr darcy no no he's Mr. it's a very similar style of dancing a partnered dance and yes. it's like this medieval dance basically yeah, like everyone stand in but, two separate lines yes but in the regency time you'd never touch mm, whereas in in medieval times i think it was a lot so, so chaste it, it was the idea of just just about touching oh, they love foreplay they do they love it <laughs> In the form of a weird dance. Well, speaking of foreplay, let's talk about the freak Kahir and Fringilla. <laughs> yeah. So officially now, it seems like Amir is almost here. Yeah. Also, Kahir just keeps looking more and more weird. In the final scene of this season, he looks bonkers. It, it really is the hair for <laughs> it's, me. It's and like it's, it just keeps going up and up and yeah. up and like. They keep teasing it. Like, it's very weird. And also, I just forget sometimes how angular his face is. Like, sometimes I'll make Kahir face in the mirror while I'll just like, no, his and it's honestly, I'm not, I'm used to his face by this point. But in season one, like his hair was not this weird. No, well, probably because it was under a helmet the entire time. But or if it, and it wasn't, it was like slicked back and it was like fine looking. This is just a very, it's very odd. He looks like he had like a bad perm. <laughs> yeah, maybe that's the thing. Maybe the elves gave him a bad perm Perhaps. and that's why he's mad. So Perhaps. the big to do here is we talked about Fringilla's badass moment yeah. last episode that here's essentially like, all right, listen, if I have to talk you up, here's an idea. The baby's dead. Yeah, if happened. If you take credit for it, Amir's going to be real happy and I don't have to do as much BSing about how much good you've been doing. Yeah, exactly. Because I think that for him at this point, I mean, yes, she killed all of the generals and he's in a position to be nice to her, I guess. But he also sees that he doesn't want to upset her further. You know, he could get hurt, but also what's the point? I mean, yeah. like she's there, he's there. They're kind of slaves to this a mere white but that's flame the thing guy. about Kahir as well as I think he does fancy himself like a bit of a strategic genius in a yes. way and so he's like oh, it's, it's not a bad idea they just got really unlucky that Amir is the one that actually killed the baby yeah it was uh, but he also should have maybe suspected that Amir was the one to do it as I guess well. but it, I think that proves that neither of them know Amir yeah but it's it's two birds one stone as well right because he's like well also uh the good news is now you know you did it as a as a gambit because now the elves are taking out Redania so yeah. like you're actually doing us a big favor so this is like the big lie that they're going to proceed right. with. So he convinces Fringilla's like, I would never do that. She's my friend. And he's like, she's not your friend anymore, bitch. Like, <laughs> she's out of here. So Geralt and the Witchers are going to run into on what really is going to be the big set piece for I the majority. I think we're also of- told at this point that Francesca and... Um, Oh yeah, they, they they've left. Yeah, because at the end they're of that, that scene, towards. they said like steal some horses, and they have ridden away. And yeah, and it's like confirmed here that they're going north. Yeah, a bunch of Redania. a bunch of elves have started to leak out. They're they're starting to leave, and some people are like good riddance, but at the same time, there is a little they're they're on the war path. As well, we'll yeah, and so on. there's some concern what they're gonna do uh, going north. Who is this elf? What's she gonna do? Okay, <laughs> so the witchers prepare themselves and Siri is just standing in front of the yeah, tree. Yeah, we see the elixir locker. Yeah, and you're and you're with her elixir locker. And you're probably wondering like, 
oh, this is badass, but why is she doing it? Geralt tries to negotiate it first, yeah. right? But you don't negotiate with terrorists. <laughs> or possessed children. <laughs> Either or. Those are the big two. Uh, and so Siri slash Volithmir screams, yes. shatters the tree, and revealing, as you mentioned, that it was housing a monolith the entire mm-hmm. time. That's actually a reminder that in the beginning when she's trying to hide um, that it's her possessed when she's with Vesemir, Geralt's like, and... And she's like, and then I screamed. And he's like, and nobody heard you? Yeah, and you were when, standing right next to Vesemir. Because when you scream, it's loud. <laughs> yeah. And so it's, and there's also such a cool effect where, mm-hmm. so she sends a bunch of Stellocyte like blasting towards the witchers. Yes. And it tracks over slow-mo to like the witchers putting up their shields. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then it like fast motion tracks back where essentially all the Stellocyte then like slams back and starts yeah. hitting the witchers. Yeah, basically it's like they have to quickly put up their shield and then they have to turn around and put up the shield the other way and only a few of them are able to do it yeah but whatever's left of the stellocyte that's not in the body of the witcher forms a portal yes a a big giant portal because we we see the monolith and then the portal happens and then she calls forth a really weird looking basilisk yeah so i guess the assumption now is now we're seeing exactly what the screams do like we've seen yes. the stellocyte fly around but like they officially form the portals i mean maybe. i think in this case they do or at least they've been sucked into the portal so they're like part of the circular movement but um yeah, either way, it's not good. Yeah, there's some weird-ass basilisks coming out. <laughs> Nobody has Tom Riddle's diary, so no. they are SOL right now. Yeah, these are, like, obviously, like, a different kind of basilisk. Yeah, these but... are, like, legged, more lizard-like. Yeah, they, they look like weird, like, Tyrannosaurus, Tyrannosaurus Rex basilisk <laughs> lizard things. Yeah, they look, they look more like dinosaurs, yeah, I think, than the basilisk that we're used to from Harry Almost Potter. Almost like a which dragon. Is, which is more of, like, an eel. A snake, yeah. Well, and I think also there's a lot of lore for the basilisk that is not the same in The Witcher, which, yeah. like, the whole... that the whole thing where the eyes turn you to stone and like all that sort of stuff is like clearly not part of that, but (laughs) yeah. So I will say something I don't love about this climax is just a trope that I'm not a big fan of, which is like the love conquers all idea. Yeah. (laughs) Cause that's going to be Geralt's thing here. Right. Is like, he's going to try to get Voldemort and be like, Siri, if you could hear me come to the light, we love you, Siri. Maybe I mean, she's... it's not a bad tactic to try to get her to, to shake her out of her whatever reverie that she's in. But the idea that, uh, you know, whatever, we, we can yada yada through the basilisk of it all because there are some cool fights here. But basically, they're hemorrhaging witchers. Yep. Um, because these <laughs> things are like ravaging, like stepping on faces. Yeah. Them and then tables. all of a sudden, Vesemir leaves because he, he can't. You know, he can't stand by Geralt when his witchers are getting killed. And then a big ass basilisk comes out. Big white one. And Geralt in like two minutes slays it. That was freaking awesome. Yeah. That essentially he takes him outside, right? It's like this big bridge. Yeah. Or like uh, parapets almost. And Geralt is somehow able to single-handedly just, mur- just kill it. An extra dimensional basilisk. Like, there's a Sword really... through the head, sliced its face like, open. Like not even through the head. Yeah, just like sliced it in half. Yeah, like, he did that thing where you it. put it up through the, the jaw. And then you pull it out. pulled it out. It was disgusting. But... And then you see like it's flapping faces. Yeah, it was gross. Um, but yeah, he kills that thing in like 2.5 seconds when the other ones were smaller and should have been easier to kill and then were not. Meanwhile, Ciri's being pulled out for a second right that the effect she of hears when, Geralt yeah when Geralt talks it, it rumbles yes. uh breaking the reverie and this is what happens in Labyrinth when she starts real remembering who she is and what her mission is the the glass starts shattering and so 
what doesn't help the situation no. is Dream Mousack brings her back to be like, oh, don't worry about that. Don't you want to give your father mm-hmm. a dance? And, and she it- says, oh, no, your dad is waiting. He wants to dance with you. Like as if it's like commonplace. And like- here comes the trump card of Dooney and Pavetta yeah. walking in. And she is stunned because, again, she never met them. No, she never met them. She does know what her mom looks like based off of like previous visions she's had yeah. and, and her dad like she saw them in the previous and maybe she's seen photos and or maybe whatever. they are like <laughs> photos yes you saw polaroids of them paintings whatever <laughs> but um she yeah she's like so in awe about like interacting with them that it like sucks her back in 100 percent. she's like these are my parents yeah and you see there's this shot of like series in the eye right and then like the eye yeah. renews its greenness to yeah. be like i'm not going anywhere yeah exactly um and so Geralt is like they're all fighting everyone's fighting he's you know it's coming to the point where Vesemir's like uh, we're gonna have to kill this bunch yeah um but I mean, and, and at this point this is when she stabs he stabs Siri like he stabs her Geralt stomach, obviously yeah. again he was doing his own thing with the white basilisk and Vesemir is seeing red all around him and he just goes up and stabs her and we see some little fireflies leak out, but then the wound just closes the wound, up. Yeah, she heals herself. But the other thing is Yaskier through this entire time has been like crawling under tables, trying to get Geralt this Jasper. And eventually he like throws it on the ground and it, Geralt sees it and he knows the meaning of it. And this is for some odd reason why he understands what he needs to do now. Right. It, it's a real A to C. It's a little tropey. It's, a, it's really A to C for me, first and foremost. And it does lead to that trope, right, of him being like, because, you know, Volthmir taunts, poor, poor witchers, you feel everything, don't you? Especially hatred. And girl's like, oh, she's right. Because we hate her and we hate the monsters, it's making her stronger. So we need to appeal, you know, as a pacifist. Yeah, and I don't disagree with that. I, I don't disagree with his take on the whole thing that this is how they're going to beat her what i don't love is the standing up next to each other like we love you siri yeah, come back like, to us it's it's like this is a weird poll the end of halloween town <laughs> yes when everyone holds hands or like the end of elf when everyone has yes. to sing santa claus is coming to town to like bring the sleigh back to life and it's not like i don't like i don't i didn't mind it when i was watching it but now in retrospect i'm like yeah it was super cheesy and, and not to say that like this show has to be super dark all the time it just felt a little too preening for me and this was the weakest part of i think what was a very strong episode yeah. overall but I, I just think it was one of those things that kind of pulled me out of it of like no we need to learn to it love also each happened other. really quickly you were like wait what what's happening <laughs> we did skip over something let's rip off that band-aid we're in redania yeah so we had said earlier that francesca and philavandrel and a group of of elves were going north and she was she's on the warpath so she's walking through the streets and i think it's her brother that's with them yeah so it's it's the entire group so philavandrel's there dara's there yeah but i think that other guy is her brother yeah gage yeah Gage. gage is her brother it's, it's weird. You'd think he'd play a larger part, certainly more than Philavandro, considering that it seems like from the stories Francesca has told, they sort of have like been through the ringer together. Yeah. But he, after that first episode with the elves, we didn't kinda, see him. he's kind of been just like in the background for a bit. But yeah, so basically Francesca is uh, doing the 10th plague. Yeah, here. so we, we sort of, before we see her, we see this mother just like with her, you know, her baby's crying. The nursemaid can't get the baby to calm down. The mother comes over and she's like, oh, no worries. Like, I'll I'll calm the baby down. And you see this like thing start appearing on the baby's chest. Yeah, this like chest. sigil gets burned on her chest, which like, is the same one burned and, on the door. Yeah, and so Francesca's walking down the street. Any house that has a baby, she's just putting this sigil on the door. And yeah. then you hear all the babies screaming, all the babies screaming. And she just like 
puts up her hands and they all stop screaming. God, it's gutting. it was bad. It was so, bad. And then, but then, yeah, they stop screaming and then it's a pause and, and then, then it's mother's a chorus crying. of everyone wailing. Yes, it was awful. I hated every second of it. I and, skipped it actually in my rewatch. Yeah, I mean, so Francesca has clearly proven like what this new version of her is, which is again like very ruthless. calcified, absolutely ruthless. But for no, I I get why in her mind but this doesn't accomplish anything it oh, really no. it does not accomplish a single thing no, which well, is I, I so think it's, frustrating i think it's this blood for blood thing in a manner of speaking as well and i think to her it's this idea of enough is enough you know we have been under the mm-hmm. boots of humans we welcome them into our realm and we have been so she now thinks of humans as not like legitimate and not the same like not i don't want to say not human but like not um like not, they don't matter anymore. Yeah, they're not real. They're they're insignificant. And she's also beyond approach. collateral damage. Her own brother approaches her and says, "You know, okay, I, enough. I know what you've been through." And she just replies, "No, you don't. What has been may not always be." Yeah, and she also just, I I think it sucks because he he kind of Phil Vandral and him are watching this and they're like, "We shouldn't be doing this." They're like, "This is not right." Yeah. So we'll talk about this. We're going to do a wrap up show next week where I want to talk about like the storylines throughout what? season two and then look and look ahead to season three and i do think one of the larger questions that we'll say for that is like what comes next for the elves to your point could there be like a francesca overthrow yeah in the picture yeah i mean probably i think phil Evandro was the king at one point maybe he'll be the king again <laughs> just keep switching back and <laughs> yeah. forth but um yeah so she kills all the babies and that really sucks it's rough it's very rough you think that okay we got our one baby kill out of the way for a witcher season but they Ugh. just magnified it by an entire town I didn't like it yeah, so let's go back to a more uh, idyllic atmosphere, mm-hmm. the dream palace of Ciri, where essentially, like, now she really is torn back and forth, right? Like, Geralt is telling her in this big, passionate speech to she come can hear home. Him, yeah, and she, it's not like she's hearing everything they're saying. She just starts, she's hearing Geralt, and she's, like, remembering stuff. So she's remembering, like, oh, I'm not supposed to be here. Like, this isn't right. This is weird. And so everybody starts, like, disintegrating. Everything starts falling apart. And basically, at the end, it's just Pavetta, Dooney, and her. Yeah, so that that happens in a second. Because right now, she initially refuses, right? Like, Pavetta and Dooney extend their hands. They're like, oh, you belong with us. And yeah, I know. Says, I kind of just got to yada. But, <laughs> yeah, well, you, that's the big moment, though, because this is when Yennefer decides I guess that's to true. Yeah, accept yeah, yeah. both Mira into her. She makes the sacrifice, but it doesn't really end up, you know, making I kind of was just going to talk about what happened in the dream world and then talk about Yennefer, but that's fine. Uh, but yeah, Yennefer- we'll bounce around like a like a bouncy ball. Exactly, like a nice little thing of jasper apparently that's flying around the room. Uh, so Yennefer, which is a rock. <laughs> well, Yennefer is gonna apparently this jasper again is the freaking like paragon. As Jennifer also looks at, it, he's like, I must write my wrong. Yeah, it's so stupid because uh, like they set it up that Jasper is gonna be a, a magical implement and it's gonna help Geralt. But like, did I guess the understanding is that Yennefer thought it would just teach him something the whole time it seems like liquid luck like more symbolic than anything totally i totally agree with you i just don't know did yennefer think that when she gave it to yaskir or was she just kind of like throwing anything at the wall remind Geralt to right or wrong yeah you know what maybe it was she was trying to get Geralt to get back with her maybe like send this as or she was just like uh, yaskir here just bring this to Geralt. it's it might be something not sure (laughs) let me give him something to do yeah so he won't bother me and also like maybe it'll work maybe it won't i'll figure it out in the meantime but she comes in with the potion and she just like drops it on the ground and picks up the glass and slices her wrists open which 
I mean the 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 plows uh, have certainly been through that field, so to say. If we yeah. remember, she tried to commit suicide on her first date, Aratusa. Uh, that was yeah. this was one of the things that she insisted on keeping during her brutal makeover, right? Mm-hmm. As sort of like a symbol of what she has gone through. Well, and also Geralt is like, "Oh, take me as a vessel." Volsmir is like, "Nah," and then Yennefer does it, and like I guess she accepts the the transfer yeah, i don't know maybe it's this idea of like being a vessel of chaos in a well, way yeah like she wants a powerful vessel and like either way she's she's able to she opened a portal like she's going home so yeah and, and also it gives yennefer enough magic to start reciting this spell yes that then de- to ca- pull her out yeah, yeah. That then causes the dream world to collapse and this is this is pretty brutal as well. We get a little bit of like Avengers Infinity War stuff where all of the dreamlike versions of Ciri's family are like yeah. begging there. Her like, no, yeah. please stay. Don't make us die. Yeah, it's very like theatrical. But the big thing to take away and uh, Lauren Schmidt Hischrich even pointed this out in the after show is uh, if you looked closely, mm-hmm. you see Pavetta and Dooney and Pavetta is fading to dust. Yeah. Bold Dunes, he's nice and corporeal. He is. He doesn't fade to dust. And I think he's he symbolizing starts, he's not dead. He's not dead. He also does sort of like turn to Pavetta and like is like touching her hand. So it's like maybe like Siri wouldn't notice that. But yeah, he doesn't turn to dust. She just like she zaps out. She's like, no, I have to go home. Bye. And I really like this line from Geralt where Dooney tells her, you know, you belong with us. And Geralt says, we belong together. You, us. It's not perfect. But, but it is real. Yeah. It's yours. We are your family and we need you. And Siri just says, I have to go home. And yeah. she turns her back. Yeah. Hut hut. And ends up and it's a really cool tracking shot, right? Where like yeah, it is good. everything is darkening around her and then it just ends up sort of like when we did and the Then Dol- she kinda of falls down. Yeah, like, like when we did the Dolduja, right? Mm-hmm. When it was like pulling her seamlessly out of the world and into yeah. reality, the same thing happens here. Yeah, exactly. So well well filmed. Very much so. And so now Siri is officially back. Volthmir is out of her. Yeah, the the fireflies, sparks, embers are going into Yennefer. Right, and so now it's Geralt is now saying to you like, "Hey, welcome back. Uh, can you use your uncontrollable chaos magic to essentially send this death bitch back through the portal?" Yeah, exactly. So, and what happens is she actually transports herself, Geralt, and Yennefer through the portal. Yeah, because it's this thing where like Yennefer gets pulled through, and like Geralt grabs them both, and I'm assuming just by that association, the three of them happen to get zapped into this other well plane. i think siri zaps them in and she's the oh, one you that, think so and she's the one that zaps them out um, oh that's true she does zap them out but yeah so she zaps them in she zaps them out but yeah they zap into this like what you can only describe as like a tattooing like desert planet yeah but with even red worse. skies it looks, and, yeah it looks more marsy i would say what's so funny is I, I there's so many things in this episode that i've been trying to like I, i'm like holding back saying because you would never get the reference but a lot of it is from the mortal instruments book series mm-hmm. that I read quite often. I mean, you can tell it to me. It'll fall on deaf ears. But I, I think know. Someone out Maybe there somebody understand. understands it, but in the series, there are these different realms and one of them is um, like Edom, which is where Lilith, the like... The vampire queen? She's she's not... Yes, but she's also uh, the... She was kicked out of the Garden of, of Eve and mm-hmm. she's like a... One of a, a... Like a demon type of vibe. But she has a, a like a realm and it's Edom and it's like this. There's two red suns. It's a totally like desiccated planet yeah. type of vibe. And it's like very much all red and like it's like sand and all that sort of stuff. Like, and so uh, for those that didn't tune into the spoiler very sections... Very dystopian. Yes. For those that didn't tune into the spoiler sections when we were doing the podcast... All the times that we had like series little visions yeah. where someone was talking to her, this is the plane. These are the red skies. Yeah. And we see who is talking to her as Volithmir, little fireflies, is like, bye, 
thanks for the ride. Yeah, so basically we find out at this point that all she wanted to do was go home. Yeah. <laughs> Which is really funny to me. It's just so stupid. She <laughs> seems to help form into the body of yes. the wild hunt. Well, what I think, I, I think that the this is one of the spheres and the th- beings that live in this sphere are made up of that fire and those embers. Okay, so it wasn't Volithmir that becomes leader of the wild hunt. N- no, or they're all just part of like one essence. Oh, you know what I mean? Yeah, so, like but ether. Yeah, so like I think that that's what's going on. I don't think that she's the same. But uh, anyway, so the wild hunt appears. Yep, and so they're no myth anymore and we get the typical child of the elder blood, starry-eyed daughter of chaos, Join the hunt. Your place is among us. So just another thing coming so after just, Siri. Yeah, just another now like an extra dimensional yeah. sect is coming. They're after like, come Siri. hang out with us. But TBD on that as Siri is able to pull them back through as like they're about to to grab her. And Geralt's like, eh, eh, I don't care about that. You're safe. Yeah. We're, we're all yeah. safe. Everything's okay. Yeah. We just have to she... clean up a little bit of furniture and bodies. But we're yeah, all right. Just in some dead basilisks. <laughs> Yeah, but Yennefer is back, baby. Uh, she has a moment where she walks up to Cohen, right, who is obviously yeah. dealing with a lot, and she recites some words, and the wound heals. Mm-hmm. So the groove is officially back. Yeah, so she has her magic back, which is like, gr- I'm happy about, yeah, but I- also a little bit coincidental. <laughs> like- yeah, and it is this weird thing now, of, and we'll talk about this next week with season three, like, did the pro- what did the process of yeah. losing her magic change about her? I know that is something that a sticking point some people uh, had with that storyline. Yeah. But we'll we'll talk about it when we look over his character. So Vesemir basically tells Geralt, like, all right, I guess we gotta start over mm-hmm. now. And Geralt's like, No, I'm getting the F out of here. Uh, there's a wild hunt that is trying to chase down Siri. Yeah, he's you know, I think this was what he said before. Like he's like, We can't stay here. Like this is clearly, you know, where wherever she goes chaos is following her and you know magically as well as like physically and all of these different people because basically at this point there are just a bajillion people after siri like there are so many people coming for this girl um there's something about siri i'll say it again (laughs) there's something about siri um can't wait for brett Favre to show up in season three (laughs) well it's interesting though i what i love in terms of the, the the script here is Geralt talks about like hey if these royals find out about what Siri is yes. capable of, they won't stop. Cut to Tissaia telling the <laughs> yeah. royals about what Siri is capable of. This is the first time I saw Tissaia in like a fairly negative light. The way she's sitting in the chair was like a little bit like um, totally different character. It's a little bit like the way the very first time we saw yeah. her, right? It's sort of like very the like, yeah, like so very grew, shrewd headmistress. Yeah, we grew to love her. We grew to understand her as like a human being, like more than this, you know, it's kind of bitch, you know? So now she's back to being this like high level. And uh, this is the brotherhood. This is her gathering the Northern kingdoms and like giving them an update and like combining all of their powers to like, she's the representative of the brotherhood in this regard. With one exception, uh, Redania has kind of been frozen out. Yeah. Because to say a, clock the fact that Dijkstra came to get information out of mm-hmm. them and says Redania is doing some shady shit without you so like yeah. they're not in on this yeah and I mean it's true basically Dijkstra is like uh King Vizimir wants to marry Siri to claim Sintra for himself and she basically says to say is like what we need to do is put a bounty on Siri and anyone who would protect her yeah, so that's going to be a big to do for season three. Yeah. Is that now uh you know print up some more wanted posters to add yeah. some more faces to that Totally. But yeah, basically to say is like um, causing some 
we're introducing some other characters here as well that we did see briefly. Yeah, in so that. there was this like new female ruler. It seemed yeah, like, so right? like she was very much the... like I'm new here. Yeah, her name is Queen Maeve, and she's a protagonist of the video game Thornbreaker: The Witcher Tales. Okay, I looked and, it up, and but Queen I don't. Maeve sounds familiar from the game. Yeah, so... I didn't know about her really. So, um, loved her accent though. Yeah, it, it was almost like I thought it was American. She at was one hundred percent that bitch. Yeah, she took a DNA test. She did. No, she was great. She had like a good vibe. Yeah, so we'll see hopefully more of her. This could be another like Vilgefortz thing, right? Where like a character gets introduced in the last episode and then plays a larger role totally. in the next season. Same with Philippa, which we're going to find out about shortly. But first, uh, let's look at Lydia's freakish face. <sighs> yeah, so we see the back of somebody. Of somebody's head. And this is supposedly the person that they've been talking about meeting up with the whole time. They're the... finally meeting with the employer. Yeah, the employer. And uh, yeah, uh, Reigns is just like I, I don't know what to tell you we don't have her we, yeah you know and, and it seems like he's now in right he's like in initially he was hired by Lydia to yeah. do this and now he's like nope in for a penny in for a pound I want to do this and Lydia we now, <laughs> Lydia we now see like this was great because I, this is what she looks like in all of the imagery that you you know oh, hear, man, you see of her sickening like the fact that you know and it was well done her lips are burned off uh the fact that like I guess her vocal cords were scarred yeah now she, she can, can only, only communicate telepathically yeah um she's gross yeah. Sorry. So, Hate to say it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, and so we, we check in briefly here with the elves, right? Gage says, okay, we did our thing. We had a mm-hmm. revenge. Let's go back to Zintria. And Francesca's like, nope. Uh, we dug a mass grave when they let humans in. I don't want revenge. I want justice. Never a good thing to hear. No. And you can see it in her in Gage and Philavandrel's eyes. They're like, uh-oh, she's off the rails. And what doesn't help here is let's add another name to this we want Siri list. Istred. Yes. is caught he has sort of just been following them because he had found out a couple of episodes ago yeah, about Henny, about henny Kier, the whole uh you know prophesized weapon built by the elves and so francesca's like now i don't know she's she's she says that she'll be the one to save us but i would imagine given her new attitude that it's less about like you will be our savior and more like you will be our white knight that will yes. lead us into yeah, battle. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Because her whole thing is the prophecy that Ithilene's prophecy is that the elves will be able to be fine after the the planet is like rebirthed in ice or whatever. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's like this white frost, I think they call it. Yeah, regardless, it's like that's what she believes is going to happen. And, and if Ciri um, can, can help them get to that point, you know, great. Yeah, so it's interesting. We'll talk about this, I think, a bit more next week about like, the various parties, but it seems like some want to marry Siri, some <laughs> want to kill Siri. The elves want to like worship Siri. Yeah, almost. yeah, exactly. And then then there's Geralt and and Yennefer who just want to help Siri. <laughs> so there's a little little bird who. It's okay. Intolerable. So there's a little birdie hoot in the background, and finally. Finally, <laughs> Philippa know. Earhart makes her live action appearance in The Witcher. Yeah, and this was like a weird scene too because Dixter is just kind of like doing his makeup or yeah, something. Yeah, he's like shaving his yeah. head while, of course, shirtless. <laughs> well, of course, shirtless. He's a weirdo. Um, but yeah, so we we finally see Philippa Earhart, uh, you know, the sorceress ally of Dixter and Rodania. And, yeah, and she... I, I, I love her outfit. I always love when people 
who take like the wild shape mm-hmm. and transform into animals if they wear pieces of clothing that invoke oh yeah that. her her little like shoulder pads made of feathers were amazing yeah i beautiful. love the costuming choice um but yeah so basically distra's like this is what's gonna happen vizimir's gonna marry her like we need to like keep an eye on things and like, philippa's like well the elves are joining up and you lost dara and he's like well we have other sources to cash in and i think it's time we the bard yes. pays back <laughs> his benefactor hint hint we only know of one bard on the show that's what i was gonna say it was like they say the bard like as if it's like gonna be some big secret but it basically sounds like yaskier owes dixtra a favor like he's yeah. like um i don't think it's gonna be good <laughs> no but i would love i'm really excited to hopefully see graham mctavish and joey Beatty scenes well, well in that's the three. other thing too i think with yaskier he's kind of run i don't want to say run his course with Geralt, but like there's not much to do yeah there. they have their makeup period like they have a great dynamic together there, but there needs to be more for him if it's like chew on if he's gonna be part of it well especially if we have now the family all together mm-hmm. right of yennefer siri and Geralt. like yaskier is gonna kind of be the odd fourth wheel he's on that the tricycle. uncle yeah very he's the true. weird uncle who but he's not sings. even in this scene so no. we're, we're, we're back on the parapets right where Geralt essentially like mm-hmm. noticed, this is a really well shot scene too yeah, where they notice that you know uh Yennefer's whole again and he basically mm-hmm. says I don't I don't for- forgive you but they say but he, he sort of offers an olive branch right we're yeah. being like let's just start over let's stay together for the kids basically oh yeah that always <laughs> works out incredibly well well it's, it's literally right he tells Yennefer like sometimes it does you've seen Mrs. Doubtfire that's very true uh so does that mean that Geralt has to dress up like <laughs> oh I'm you know truly I think that you would love to see I'm that. Mrs. Witcherface <laughs> yes exactly oh, no! that's right correct so but Geralt so d- does want Jennifer to stick around to train Siri in magic because it is unmitigated she needs AF. it no she needs it and I do think that from my perspective it's like she needs help he can't he's helped her enough he he's not yeah, sure I mean, where Nanika told him multiple times right like you yeah. can only do so much and yeah. so I think he's finally realizing that such great dialogue here where they find Siri sitting outside and Siri's like I'm tired, Geralt. And Geralt says, I'm tired too, but what of it? Yeah, life, life goes, goes on. on. This is what I tell myself every day. <laughs> yeah, it's this idea of like, well, so are so are we all. That I'm just pretty fucking tired of COVID-19 and raising a f- under five-year-old during this time. But, you know, life goes on. Yeah, and he adds, you know, you don't have to be alone on this. You might feel alone that you're being pulled towards some odd thing and literally everyone is out to get you. But yeah. what is destined cannot be avoided. And Yennefer adds, and it shouldn't be. Yeah. Uh, I think also giving her own I little, think she's like, wink, wink, and it yeah, shouldn't her own be. Yeah, hint of like, hey, I was pissed off about the whole <laughs> destiny thing before with the gin, but like, I'm good now. But also like, I love you, is what she's saying. <laughs> uh, so Geralt sort of puts two and two together, right? About how he realizes now the monoliths were actually gateways mm-hmm. to other spheres. But what? little thing is stuck in my craw everyone's oh on to you but how did Nilfgaard catch on so early to the power that you possess yeah how did they catch on so early cut to <laughs> the, the dunes back of the headshot as Amir finally maybe enters. this is where maybe this is where Kahir gets his um his hair from because I do feel like Amir's hair is oh, a little I weird. Oh, I love that idea that Kahir wants to be Amir. And so <laughs> it's a little weird here. Like I will say his hair is a little, his a little odd. <laughs> I loved Speaking of the wardrobe changes, oh, the fact amazing. that ironically enough for the white flame, like they are now decked out in black for yeah. the occasion. Well, and you see they pan down to his ring and it's the sigil of the, the white flame and they're following him. And basically he, 
he isn't turned around yet and he's saying to them like you guys are really fucked up yeah but but they're trying to really they're trying to play it off like oh it's like oh we after i did this now the elves do our buddy they keep looking at each other too and it's like they keep like wink winking like it's working i can't believe i know it's like come on guys (laughs) and so keep it together amir holds up that ringed finger and just says i'm gonna stop you right there and reveals as the music builds i was the one that killed the elven child it was the best path to help me find my daughter yeah because he dun, said dun, dun. he turns around and it's dooney it is siri's assumed dead father and yeah. the last thing that happens in season two of the witcher is that fringilla and kahir are taken into custody yeah because he basically says take these guys away they're so, not on our side we'll see again we'll do a lot more prognosticating next week as to like where we think the characters are going in season three i'm assuming with Fringilla. i don't even remember i didn't even remember that kahir and fringilla get arrested so like i feel like that's not gonna stick yeah <laughs> and the, the big reveal is much more about you know the duty of it all but kahir might be heading back to a prison for the second time in three seasons maybe it'll help his hair <laughs> maybe yeah the, the, that beard though is gonna make him come back <laughs> which is not very good well, and this is bad for frangilla she never wanted to be in that cage again i know and he saved her from a cage now mm-hmm. he's putting her in one that's the finale of the witcher season two and that's the witcher season two in general in general what'd you think so the finale i really enjoyed you know it was a little disparate at times but there are so many it's become such a big ensemble now that i kind of like had to wrap up some disparate threads i loved it i think it was amazing i'll take anything from the witcher but i will say that i did miss a little bit of the monster of the week Geralt finds a monster solves the problem moves on to the next town of it all and i hope that in season three we do get a little bit more of that vibe now that now now that they're all together you know, they're traveling, they're alert, you know, whatever. Maybe they're go, they're, you know, accomplishing something in one episode that is kind of like a, a button on the episode and it doesn't have to move on, you know, but I do like the epic sa- fantasy series vibe that they brought here. Yeah. A bit of the season one stuff in the very first episode that to your point, if you listen back to that podcast, we were wondering like, okay, are we going serialized or are we doing more episodic? It yeah. turns out much more episodic. You know, yeah. some of my favorite episodes like Redaining Intelligence were more episodic. They where- were, yeah. Um, but I do feel like there with the Geralt stuff, it was never in that vein. Yeah. And I would like to see a little bit more of that, like, you know, monster hunting. Yeah, we're leaving Kaer Morin behind. Be the Witcher. And especially this idea, right, of now this realization of what monsters can lurk out there. Yeah. I would like to see more monster hunting now. And especially with like both a draw and a weapon in the form of Siri next to you. Right. And I do hope that moving forward also, and we can talk about this next week, but like that Siri, it's a little bit less about what she is and more about, you know, moving forward <laughs> like, yeah, i think it should be less about what she is and more so what she's gonna do with it yeah because i think in this series season we were like well we didn't know about the elder blood and now we know about the elder blood we didn't yeah. know about her wanting to become a witcher and now we know about that and now she's Geralt's bff and i don't know i, I would say season two introduced some necessary growing pains where the introduction Exposition, of yeah. yeah for the introduction of a lot of these characters right between redania between Rians and lydia uh between the elves was yeah. was a Vesemir, lot of times. Yeah, again, like we had to stop so many places over the course of this episode, but I hope it means that we get like this was what we had to go through to get like further things built out and more character interactions, especially. Like yeah. it was it was cool to see Dijkstra go to Aretuza. Yeah, for sure. It was cool to see Rians face down with Geralt and with Vesemir. So I'm hoping for more of that in the future. That there's more like interweaving instead of characters much like season one you know set on separate yeah. paths I ho- i'm hoping we can do that a bit more and really build Maybe out that season world three will be two different timelines 
I do not think people would like that. <laughs> I don't know if you heard the sarcasm in my voice, but it was there. Just a smidge of it. But overall, I would say, you know, the finale was very fun. Love the set piece of the Basilisk fight. I think Freya Allen just really, it's the culmination of like all the really fantastic work that and she did. the Dooney of it all. Yeah, the Dooney of it all. I mean, I was stunned. I never. I know. I've had to, I had to keep that like pretty under wraps while well, we were watching it. And it's interesting because from, from what I've heard in the books, it's something that happens really late in the game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you could, it's understandable why they had to do it for the show because you can't just show the back of this dude's head the entire time. (laughs) Yeah. And the other thing was, I think that for a time it was, he, if you looked it up and I'm not sure, let me look it up now, but on IMDB, I told you, I was like, stay away from IMDB because I think that the actor listed as Dooney also is listed as Amir. And Mm. it's like, that's not great. You know what I mean? Like that's like the biggest twist and it's, yeah. you know, but, but um, we'll talk about this next week. Yeah. It's a lot of exciting possibilities, right? The fact that everyone is hunting for Siri, but like yeah. there is a blood connection. We talked, we just saw how torn Siri was when she had to choose between like found family and blood family. I, I mean, I don't think it's going to be good that she, that her dad is back. Cause she's going to be like, where were you? Yeah. Like, where were you? <laughs> yeah. But it, but he also might spin again. This is a cult leader, right? Yeah. He might be able to spin a web of like, no, I did it to protect you. Right. You know, your mother. I've been looking one. for you this whole time. Your grandmother wouldn't let me near you. Something yeah, exactly. like that. Like, I could very easily see him spin that yarn. And yeah. that makes me excited. As yeah. Well. See it. Yeah. It says Dooney, a mayor, urchin dooney white flame <laughs> like just laid it all out there Thanks, for us IMDb. but yeah i'm excited for it because you know this is an opportunity to have those characters meet which is yeah. going to be a big deal and the white flame has also just been this presence that's been talked about and now we finally get to get a freaking face and voice to the person yeah. which makes me happy as well he's not some like ubiquitous presence no and he's a vibe he's an, he's a mood he is a mood he's a, and not to mention on top of like all the political stuff going on with Redania, you know, the maybe we'll finally meet, meet the employer of Rians and Lydia as well. So, like, I mean, we have and we will. There's a lot of irons in the fire that makes me very excited. We'll see his face, hopefully. Yeah. Her, well, his. Maybe we'll knows? see his hands. We'll just go one body part <laughs> yeah, at a maybe, time. Maybe. So that's going to do it for this podcast. We'll get much more into our overall thoughts on season two and looking ahead to season three next week in our wrap up show. And I think we'll also talk a little bit about blood origin next week. Yes. For those of you that uh, did not stay so through the, cre- <laughs> didn't see the credits of the Witcher season two, they put in the very first footage of blood origin to i think it's rihanna's burn i think is the song i, I don't like remember. a like a slow down version of it works a lot better than monster for this for the, the witcher season monster, two trailer. but it's okay <laughs> yeah so we'll talk a bit about that as well freaking michelle yo as an elf that's She's very, great She's already great. I love her. Because that's going to be the next Witcher project coming at some point in 2022. So if you have feedback overall about the season, about the series, the Mm -hmm. direction it's going, write in Mike at PostShowRecaps.com. There is a a, a channel for The Witcher on the PostShow Recaps patron discord at the $10 level. Just like send us any all questions and thoughts. We'll go through that. We'll give our own thoughts. I would love to do like a... Uh, uh, maybe a grading system for like each of the character storylines in the season because <laughs> you there were love some money. to do that. You economics I major. I was a teacher in another life. Clearly. Uh, and so we'll, and then we'll look ahead to season three and then the Witcher coverage ends, but we got one more week. Yep. <laughs> I, I was very happy to talk about this through eight weeks with you. It was nice to sort of like savor the show. Oh, I had to sit with you for eight weeks. I know. 
It's fine. I love you. I love you. We And we love you out there for listening to us. Thank you. All season long. If you want to rate and review, we're, we're at the end of the season. But if you care to do we'll so. We'll be back. Uh, listen, as Gerald says, like we have to love. We can't feed on hate. Uh, so postshowrecaps.com slash witcherpod for our witcher only feed. Of course, check out all the other stuff going on in Post Show Recaps, uh, The Legend of Vox Machina, The Gilded Age, Down the Hatch, uh, you know. Oh, uh, yeah. I think I'll be on The Gilded Age podcast coming up next week. Oh, yes. Awesome. So you'll talk about Regency era. Though I don't think that's It's the- not the Regency era. It's the, the Gilded Age. I guess that's true. <laughs> what does the Gilded Age mean? It must, it must be some sort of like... I'm not going to explain it no, to you. No, it's early 20th century, right? Like yes. that's, uh, that's when it takes place. Yes. But that, that should be very fun. I'm looking forward to that. Well, Would- it's before that, actually, but that's fine. Would you recommend the show to people out there in general? Oh, yeah. I mean, if you're a fan of, fan of Downton Abbey... Mm-hmm. watch it because it's like first of all it's beautiful it's the same thing we were just talking about in the witcher with the costuming and the yeah. aesthetic value it's like they they nailed it you know nail on the head and it's like almost over the top how beautiful it is uh it is a little um soapy yeah of course it's yeah, upstairs it's, downstairs yeah, it's, it's, it's downtown abbey yeah but it's in new york in the early you know you know the coming of of New York so you see there's like really cool scenes where you see like um Bethesda Park you see like all of the Bethesda Fountain I mean in yeah. Central Park and yeah watch it it's fun if you like it's a nice romp if you like those era costumes and you like Broadway actresses there's literally 5,000 Broadway actors and actresses in this in this show yeah so we're just waiting for a musical number to break out so you can check that out as well the Book of Boba Fett uh just had a wild cameo filled episode this past week uh so the Book of Boba Fett Yes. Uh, and so many things happening on Post Show Recaps right now. If you want to become a patron, it's early in the month as well. Lots of things, whether it be early access to bonus podcasts or it be that d- 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 Discord I just mentioned. We have stickers for our $15 patrons this month. It is not Josh and I naked, but it is our faces on the Down the Hatch logo as made by Sammy Kappa, which I've always really enjoyed. So if you want that, at the $15 level, but no matter what, your support all season long has really meant a lot. We This is like new coverage of us for The Witcher, and I know we came in a bit of a season late, but it's a show that Angela and I both really love. Mm-hmm. Hope you all loved as well, and hope you all love the coverage, too. Yeah. And we should also mention we're finishing up The X-Files. We're doing our, our like penultimate... Uh, trying to finish recap it. Recap of season just nine. Just keeps going and going. Yeah, well, listen, we want if you're if you're not into shows that have some baby trauma around it, maybe uh, you don't want to deal with this week on yeah, the X Files. Really, it's all tying together, and by that I mean child trauma. So if, when it rains, it pours. I Truly. suppose in that regard. So that's going to do it for this week on The Witcher Pod. Thank you all so much for listening. I will once again throw it to myself singing a song in the style of Yaskier. My benefactor is not Dijkstra, though I shall see if a like burly, bare-chested, bald man comes knocking at my door demanding recompense, then I'll realize I tangled with the wrong man. But join our patrons if you have the wherewithal to do so. We'll be back next week's Season 2 Feedback Show. Send us your feedback. Until then, take care. Bye-bye. I told you to toss a coin You ate it up like sirloin But now it's 2022 And I've got a song anew And I want you to join Post your recaps Join
PSR. Get a Discord and podcast and stuff that's bizarre. So join, join Patron Join, join Patron Join, 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 join. Join our patrons and support the arts.